Hi, my name is Isabel Barreto and I play Shireen on Zodiac Task Force. And you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media. I'm hearing a lot of tick, tick, ticking, and not a lot of talk, talk, talking. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. So, Age, what crappy movie is this week? Age isn't here. I beheaded him. What? Why would you do that? Because it's gathering. Okay, what do you mean by that? Gathering is when immortals meet in one place to battle until only one is left standing, for there can be only one. And it must be me, the Highlander. What? Okay, okay. I, I'm catching on here. I, I think I got it. Okay, no, Chris. You're in the wrong movie. This is The Fortress. Not the only good movie you ever starred in. What? <laughs> I thought. Well, you thought wrong. But I... Just ask the warden. The warden? Dumbass! <laughs> you dumbass! You're a dumbass. Dumbass! Dumbass! Such a dumbass. You're an ass. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'm still in a movie. Uh, does this mean we can at least start the movie now? Yes, let's start the movie. Uh, is, is no one going to ask the question? What question? Is Rage really decapitated? Uh, gotta go. Movie to film. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 293, Fortress, but with the Highlander. Hey, no more ma- bad movie picks. Seems like a fair trade-off. Rage is decapitated, <laughs> but no more bad movies. <laughs> Welcome back, sickies. And uh, with uh, looks like I was able to reattach my head. Too bad. But no, is, is, is it is it too bad? Because if we only reviewed good movies, who would listen? I mean, we barely have viewers anywhere or listeners, right? And unfortunately you can call it human nature the algorithm whatever it is or a combination thereof people like smack talk more than positive reviews so is that why you're constantly picking all the bad movies i mean maybe that's subconsciously why i'm doing it with the one that shall not be named that exception which was a whoopsie um you know finally yeah other than that master has come back to selecting crappy movies and now yeah, he's gonna I, shine this fortress movie up sideways turn that sideways and shove it straight up your candy the rage masters layneth the smacketh down if you smell what the rage is cooking Dwayne please don't sue me for copyright infringement Wow, I mean, you just went to, uh, you just turned that into a one fall. I guess if we wanted to get real traction, we should talk about Chris Benoit. <laughs> oh, God. That was, no, that thank was you. Our, our highest trending. We got on the first page of Google searches with the Chris Benoit you, conspiracy. I think you still are there, honestly. 
at any rate sickies uh if you're into wrestling by the way you could go back and listen to old one fall episodes i think i think or you could just go to google and look up chris benoit conspiracy one fall and it's i'm sure it's still there and apparently it was a actually i do remember listening it was a good episode but we're not here for that we're here for jail june covering sci-fi movies about jail and prison and we're starting off this month with the 1993 or 1992 i i keep getting different answers film fortress starring christopher lambert and yes thomas was correct this is christopher lambert has pretty much been in one good movie maybe two there was another one involving ninjas but to be honest (laughs) it was good because of the ninjas not chris Chris was just kind of happy to hitch his wagon to that. Um, so other than Highlander and only Highlander one, by the way, the other Highlander movies. <sighs> he was in the terrible. 1995 Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, he was Raiden, which we all know was a great movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, ranking him Raiden. He was in, he was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. He was? <laughs> what was he? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going through his IMDb. He was in the You know what? Ghost, Ra- Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. There was a sequel to this. Fortress 2. Reentry. Good thing we're not reviewing it. Uh, but uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, I wouldn't really, you know, use that as a yay because well aside from how they made the ghost rider look that movie's awful but anyway it has nick cage in it right it's gonna be awful (laughs) hey for some people that makes it perfect for me it's a case of nick cage unless it's the movie raising arizona no thank you have you seen okay so nick cage he's on a special on netflix the history of swearing and he is uh-huh. perfect for it. He's just cursing like a psychopath at times. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, he also was really great in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. And if you're wondering where is he, uh, he's playing one of the burger cooks at the back of the All-American Burger. He has zero dialogue. He just sits there and flips burgers. Really good job there, Nick. Some say but- it's his best role ever. Might have been his best role ever. But anyway, he's a very 50-50 character. You love him or you hate him. But that's enough about Nick Cage. Let's get to this movie. And no, I promise you, Sickies, we're not doing it so that we can dodge the review. But I understand why you'd think that. So the story is, it is the year 2017. They don't tell you that in the movie, but I figured it out through digging. 2017 and we're living in a future where a future u.s presumably u.s where christopher lampert and and his wife are trying to cross into vancouver but they get caught because of something that his wife is wearing on her um collar and they get hauled off to a prison called the fortress where the warden is clarence bodiger i mean red foreman i mean what's his name scott Anorax from Voyager in the Year of Hell. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, what what was his real name? What's his real name? Uh, it's not Zed. Zed is the computer. Um, no, I don't mean the warden. The, the actor's name. Oh, um, Kurtwood Smith. 
Yeah, Kurtwood Smith. That's all you need to know. We'll just call him Red Foreman because that was his most famous role. <laughs> anyway, Foreman's the warden of this poor prison, which anybody who's watched that 70s show is thinking, yeah, that makes sense. So Red Foreman... And this, and by the way, this prison is run by uh, a corporation called um, MetLife. No, <laughs> Met something. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm forgetting everything. But we'll just call it MetLife. So MetLife is now running a prison, and the warden is a cyborg named Red Foreman. <laughs> and what he winds up doing is he captures the Highlander and his wife, and they put these things called intestinators in them that if you cross a yellow line, it hurts. If you cross a red line, it blows up, or it blows up if Red Foreman decides to kill you with his compute AIZ. And yeah, well, that makes total sense. It does. It really does. And you come to find out that basically uh, in the future, at least in the U.S. as far as we know, uh, you're only allowed to have one kid. Abortion is illegal. And if that kid dies, that's all you get. That's it. Nope, 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 nope. You Tough luck for you. You're stillborn. You're too bad for miscarriage. Too bad for you. The, your one attempt is over. And the Highlander and his wife had a second kid. So that's why they're, and they tried to make a run for it. That's why they're in prison. And in the course of this episode, in this show, uh, we find out that uh, Herbert Walk, Herbert West, that's right. The same actor who played Herbert West from reanimator because the director of this film is Stuart Gordon, the same guy that did all the Cthulhu movies we covered while well, he's in a prison cell and he helps them figure out how to take apart the intestinator and get it out of them, which is a good thing because wait, wait, Red who did Foreman, you say that was Herbert West from Reanimator. It is the guy not. that said it is not. Yes, it is. It is Jeffrey. Yes, it is. Oh, the real actor name. The real actor. No, Herbert West Jeffrey, was the character's yeah, name. Jeffrey I, I'm, Combs. I'm not trying to call them by their real names here. Do you know? Do you know Jeffrey Combs? Who he plays in this movie? In other he, things. Uh, he plays that. He played the one guy in From Beyond. He played in all the Cthulhu movies. What else does he play in? Commander Shran. Oh, oh yeah, he Shran. and about uh, <laughs> Liquidator Brunt, about 50 characters in the Star Trek universe. Okay. And Shran, who died but didn't die. Yep. What a surprise. <laughs> one day we're going to have to review that episode. These are the voyages. Just uh, just the first. Oh my gosh, Shran's not dead. Wait, Shran was dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. So, so, um, anyway, so Red Foreman uh, captures uh, the Highlander's wife and he tries to make her his own because it turns out he was born but then turned into a cyborg of some kind and Zed is an AI and she's a computer expert and she's trying to you know trick them and they're gonna have a baby together and he's trying to kill highlander red foreman's trying to kill the highlander so that he can get her as a wife and using the intestinators they pull out of themselves christopher uh, the highlander and all his buddies make forge an escape and they get out they get in a truck they drive to mexico somehow the uh truck starts back up kills everyone but the highlander and his wife who somehow has a baby in a barn off camera and we're all happy at the end yada 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 uh that's probably one of the worst plot summaries ever but it, it's not really a great movie okay <laughs> 
But let's get to the fun facts. Because this first one is very interesting. According to an interview with the director, Stuart Gordon, Arnold Schwarzenegger loved Stuart Gordon's work on Reanimator. Okay. Yeah, because and he knew it had a connection because Arnold's stunt double, Peter Kent, was a cast member. So Stuart Gordon was trying to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in the movie. And for a hot second, it seemed like he was going to be in the movie along with producer John Davis. And but for some reason, Arnold decided that he wasn't going to be in the movie and dropped out, according to Stuart Gordon, which made the budget go from 60 or 70 million dollars down to 15. When did Terminator 2 come out? Uh, about the same time. Yeah, I was thinking it might have something to do with that. Uh, <laughs> another reason, and if you're wondering, well, then they replaced him with Christopher Lambert. Well, yeah, because Chris had worked on uh, other large-scale productions, and he was a uh, consultant overseeing filming, so then they just slotted him into the role because they needed someone. So there you oh, go. I thought it was because they knew there'd be about 20 minutes of uh, acting in the movie where you had to um, show as much emotion as a wooden block or a tree, and they figured that could he also be, be perfect it. for that. That could also be it. The last fun fact is that much of the film was actually shot at a prison. And allegedly, the cast and crew had to sign waivers affirming that they would not be rescued if the inmates took over the prison and took them hostage. And at one point, a prison official gave several cast members safety vests to wear for protection, but then told them he wasn't sure it would help in a riot anyway, because they usually go after your eyes. (laughs) Okay, then. So, uh, true or not, it's a fun fact. So, uh, there's uh, there's a lot to uh, rip and pick in this movie, obviously. But I got some, some, some questions here. Because, Sickies, behind the scenes, you might not know this, but Scott and Thomas have been dying to do political malady and i have said go for it and they want me as part of it and i keep saying no but today just might be a taste of that taste okay because i have a question where i truly don't know the answer this is me i'm not making a judgment i truly am i don't understand and i'm asking for an honest answer i'm the clueless one here so I make no judgments, no assertions, no conclusions. So this movie is clearly got a social message behind it. It's, it's clumsily splattered in there, but it's there. So you have things like strict border, crackdown on crime in the worst way, like the prison guards, Red Foreman keeps saying the slogan of the company, crime doesn't pay. In fact, Red Foreman gets blown up by the AIZ because he broke the law by trying to use the computer, shut things down to have this wife. Because also you see in it thought thought control. I forgot to mention that. While inmates are sleeping, there's cameras checking their dream patterns. And if they start having lewd dreams, they are given pain because it's prohibited. So you could say thought control, really. In fact, one of the prisoners said, I haven't had a dream in, what, 20 years? Something like that? 
So you have thought control, you have overly big crackdown on crime, strict border patrol, uh, uh, population control, tyrannical population control, one might say. So all of these things that were crammed into a message that in the 90s apparently was... I don't want to say it, it was really kind of a whether you were liberal or conservative, everyone was afraid of this concept. Everyone could get behind and say, oh, yeah, that's bad. But today, that would be considered cringe by some side based on some angle. So, why is that? Does it change based on the president? Or is it based on the vision of the story? You know, if AOC were to say this message, would it be bad? But if you're MTG, would it be okay? Um, is it based on the victim of said oppression? You know, if a Mexican's going through this, is it like, yeah, big bad Mexico? But when it's an American, it's like, oh, this is tyr- tyranny. You know, what am I missing? Why does this message back then, which is, you know, it's would have been a considered a run of the mill dystopian future story? that everyone could just go yeah that's bad to now it's oh of course that person would say that and take it out of context and do all that why is that and i and and i'm opening the floor because i really don't know i'm can you rephrase the question i'm a little yeah i did i did i did i did i did phrase that poorly that's my fault why is this message that it's in there about border patrol, crime, population control, tyranny, corporate control, all that stuff. Big, bad corporate control. Big tech, you might say, because there's an AI. Why is that considered... If that topic were to be made today, it's going to be considered... Everybody's going to try to take ownership of it and call it their thing, or they're going to call it cringe. And I'm guessing it's based on who's uttering the message. What do you mean by cringe? But, like, like the message I, just induces cringing, or well, yeah, like some people. Okay, so let's say let's say AOC says that. You got half the population going. Oh, of course she would whine about that. But if it were MTG, it'd be the other way. Or it says, it way. I, I, I'm sorry. Says what? I, I'm very confused. Okay, why can't the, let's let me let me try it again. Why is this message difficult to give today? Whereas in the 90s, it was just considered run-of-the-mill dystopia. That population control would be bad? Strict border population control Any of those things. Yeah, yes. Well, border patrol, population control, privatization of tech control. Yeah, all those things were just considered back then run-of-the-mill bad dystopian story example. Whereas today, it would just spark outrage from every corner based on whatever feeling well, they have why okay. is that and okay. I, I really don't know this is an honest I, 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 i'll try to answer this question the best i understand it the issue is i think that a things have changed quite a bit in the united states and the world since this movie was made i mean you, you do have an end of cold war <laughs> You do have mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. Um, you have a new establishment, and unfortunately, the left mm-hmm. and the right have both moved further from what was the center. Okay. All right. Um, you do have, because of that, 
honestly, what would probably happen is both sides would claim that this is the message from the other side. Okay. Which normally happens with everything. <clears throat> I'm... Um, that might answer your question. I'm I, your question was. I, I'm. It's all to, over the place. I get it. No. I get yeah, because you brought up issues on both, like both left and right here. So that's why I'm like, I, it's a really. I, I just feel like the best answer is that both sides would attack the other side by saying that this was their world view. Yeah, I think we've reached this point where the the population has been weaponized by our politicians by our thought leaders the people who influence our thoughts and and that's a scary phrase to say but we have thought leaders people aren't out there at this point thinking people are waiting to know how they're supposed to think about something until fox news or cnn or msnbc or donald trump or aoc or president biden or whoever tells them how they're supposed to feel about it we've stopped formulating our own opinions uh, and, and we're looking to figure out um, the opinion we're supposed to have by the people that we trust to give us our opinions. Not as individuals, but as a society. Individuals may still form their own opinions, and I know that sounds like contradictory BS, but as a society, we've put ourselves into um, reverberation tanks that just reinforce our own, our own views. Part of that's the algorithm. Part of that is the range of content. Um, and that's the changing world. It has become very easy to radicalize. You can get onto Reddit and only be in subreddits that are going to share information that reinforces your own worldview. And so it gets to a point where everything becomes a binary either or equation. If you talk to people right now, they believe in America that what is at stake in the next election is the future and the soul of the country as we know it. But it's the funny thing is it doesn't matter who you talk to. That's what's out there. If -hmm. you talk to the left that what's at stake in the next election, if Donald Trump is president, is the end of the republic, the end of democracy, the end of rule of law, and America no longer being a bastion of freedom, but starting its irreversible path uh, towards being authoritarian and potentially an autocracy. Um, if you talk to those on the right, what is at stake is economic ruin, the inability to feed our families, the the end of American primacy in the economy, in military, uh, and the end of the American culture. That what it will be replaced with is a bunch of wokery. And in that case, there's people who absolutely believe that there is a goal to shame certain aspects of society to tell them that they must be ashamed of who they are in their history. The the right believes that the very essence of what it means to be American is what's on the line here against an attack from the woke. The left believes that the very essence of freedom and the ideals of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and our highest thinkers is under attack from a group of people who simply want to reinforce the advantages that they have always had. And when you get into this situation, it becomes impossible to find a moderate. It becomes impossible to find a third way because anyone who's not going to hold the line is a weakness. So if you're not voting for Trump and you're voting for a compromise candidate, you might as well have voted for the evil forces of wokery 
if you're not voting for Biden and you want a compromised candidate who might not be um, past his best days and a little sharper, um, <clears throat> not at risk of breaking a hip as he comes down the steps of Air Force One, then you might as well be giving the country over to to you know the the fascists. Um, it it really is. There's people who believe that if one side wins, they're not going to be able to feed their children. There's people who believe that if the other side wins, their children will live in an oppressive government with no freedom and no rights, where rule of law means nothing. Well, so I, I would say when the- you're in a situation like this, um, uh, uh, sorry, Thomas, I'll be. This is, I'm going to close. When you're in a situation yep. like this, it doesn't matter what the message is. Each side will get the same message and tell their side that it's evil and that it's that that whatever that message is each side will be able to position that message as an attack against their values and it's just important to be on the right side it's like now chick-fil-a is under attack from the right for being woke because it has a diversity ethics and inclusion officer and it's under attack from the woke left for being too christian and right-wing and religious so now everybody thinks chick-fil-a is evil they just serve tasty chicken sandwiches well, there's also the problem, and I'm just going to say this, that it's not just that. It's also that both sides will claim that they are both going to, if the other side wins, it's not, I can't feed my, both sides claim that. Both sides claim everything. That's Both sides claim if the other wins, the economy will collapse. Both sides claim that if the other side wins, the republic ends, uh, or the, our democracy ends, or the United States is no longer... United States or we are going to have an authoritative state now both sides claim it it's not one side is exclusively claiming anything what we're moving towards is um, a single party system where these parties aren't interested in compromising they're interested in destroying the other so that they have no opposition Um, and, and the thing is that they've convinced the population that that is the case and that if you are not with us, you're against us. And and right now, it is it is that binary. Um, there's one good party. There's one good party that cares about America. And if the other party wins, we're all screwed and we might all die. But we can all live in paradise if the good party wins. That's it. And, and that allows you to take a message like this, which is clearly about the immorality of population control clearly about the danger of turning border patrol into just uh, authoritarian kill happy psychopaths and the dangers of complete dehumanization um and a mockery of the uh criminal justice system and the prison system if you privatize it because hey i mean i agree with this if you privatize prison that's a business running a prison and to be in business they need prisoners, which become their customers. It becomes their product. Yeah. And they will, it doesn't matter. They're, they're certainly not going to turn away a prisoner if they get paid, what was it, $27 a day? Uh, just because they don't have a place to house that person. That's $27 a day. That's not a person. It's it's a profit number. And it's it's a sales figure that you need to grow. And we know how corporations think. But when you push that message... You say you you used to be able to say, well, privatization of prison is bad. But you a bunch of people come out and say, why is it bad? The, the private sector can can do things more efficiently than the public sector. They'll find a way to do it cheaper. It takes it, you know, it, and then that's less tax money, and we can redirect that tax money to other places. 
and you have both of those arguments going and you either there's no middle ground and the truth is there's something we said about all of that and you probably could do privatization of prisons that could be run more efficiently if you had proper oversight of those prisons which i mean if there's one thing we should all still be able to agree on it's that the the american prison system is a monstrosity that dehumanizes people and you come out of there probably worse than you came in 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 just about every situation but we still won't agree on that because there's people who will when i say that say who cares these are bad people but they're not all bad people you talked about the guy who was going to be in there for bouncing a check you know i mean you've got people who are in some really rough prisons for crimes you know we're acting like they're all murderers and and they're not you know people have just you know some people have committed crimes that maybe they need to do time for but they should still be probably treated like a human being while they're in there i mean you stole a car i'm not sure that means that it's perfectly okay for the guard to come around and just uh extort you or look the other way why prisoners are just beating the crap out of you to take your commissary okay but we, so, we don't have that consensus no matter what we've reached this point where we are such a weaponized society and we we everyone here even on this call have bought into the even on this call this this show um we've all bought into this idea that there's one party that's going to save us and there's one party that's going to destroy us has that in somewhat answered your question a little bit yeah i mean it's the idea that uh i'm you know i've heard someone call it footballification where you're just um you're well, on this team and well there's also that because there is the sideline my team aspect where you aren't yeah you're you're not active in the political environment but you claim to be by voting uh, yeah so you're in this uh footballification and you decided that well, I like this message when it's going after the other person, but when it's pointed at me, it's clearly a fault because that's wrong. Okay. Instead of just taking it as a general uh, statement against said concept, um, no one was named in particular, just a, hey, let's watch out for this thing. Um, it became very personal. Okay. I, th I think I get it. I think so. Well, with that question out of the way, I don't really want to delve into the specifics of the, there's, there's not enough time to go into everything. And really, to be honest, this film does not give the attention to these things anyway. You know, the idea of child control and thought control and all that, they were just dropped in, just dropped in as a good, okay, this is a bad place. We need to get out. So if the film doesn't care to explain or make more out of it, then why should we? If you're going to make a, yeah, if you're going to make a, a film about, let's say, future population control, then you watch The Island with Ewan McGregor. You know, you spend more time, you devote more time to it. If you're going to take the Stuart Gordon approach, just admit it's a prison escape movie. Right. I mean, I mean, We're to me, this to movie it. probably works better if you cast Kurt Russell in there and you change the character to Snake Plissken and give him some reason to have to get into the fortress and get out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, he is just um, Snake Plissken anyway. He's ex-military. Well, he is. He is. But he's uh, he's put in for. Uh, not as cool a reason so um but i think it's time to get into rips and picks and, and, and i want to start with the first one because and i think i texted this to you guys 
going rip, 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 rip. Christopher Lambert sex. Christopher Lambert sex scene. Rip. <coughs> even though yeah, it thank, didn't show much text. of it. Thanks for even that. Though, even though it didn't show much of anything, it was just the thought. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I fast-forwarded through all of that. <laughs> Me too. As it started, I thought, well, we're done. Moving on. Moving on. Rip, 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 rip. rip. Okay, it's done. Oh, good. They inflicted him with pain. Thank you. That, that's how I felt. Yeah, so, thanks. Thanks. Again, thanks for the pick of this yeah. film. This yeah, is oh, that's a, that's a rip. But you know one of the big picks is Red Foreman. Awesome as always. <laughs> Yep. Good actor. He is awesome in any role you give him. He yep. just kills it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely well, a pick. Actually, he, he normally plays a very good authoritative role. So yes, he Oh, does. my gosh. Does he ever? I can't count this as a, as a rip or a pick. It's just an observation. Uh, Karen Brennick is played by an actress named Lauren Lachlan. And all I could think about when I saw that name was Laureline Lumpkin. <laughs> Flurling Lumpkin from The Simpsons? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the what was the song? No one I understands you, but I do. We've got this grinding sound in the background, Lorlene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, if you're not a Simpsons fan, don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, that's you'd have to be one to to get the reference, but yeah, I just kept. I finally bagged me a finally bagged me a homer. This time I finally bagged me a homer. Um, Jeffrey Combs, Jeffrey Combs as D Day. Um, he's phenomenal as always. Isn't he? Wasn't he the same bad guy from Inner Space? I believe you are correct. I think he you was are the correct. one that was in the other the other um Yeah, we had him back to back module. weeks. Yeah. So yeah, he was freaking me out too there. Yeah. He does he's just you put him in a role, he's got a lot of range and he's a talented, amazing actor. He's not ever really gonna let you down if you give him a role. You know you know, going back to to Red Foreman, you know who he reminded me of in this movie? He kind of reminded me of the bad guy from Hunchback, Disney's Hunchback and Notre Dame, played by Tony J. You know, he's got all this lust in him he wants to get out, but he also knows it's bad, so he's decided to blame it on someone else. And it's not his fault that he's suffering from this. Um, I just got a vibe from there, and I, I, I liked that character from that movie, but maybe it's just because Tony J. I like the guy's, you know. But that's just a thought I had. Well, I mean, there was definitely some weird, disturbing imagery and thoughts here, but yeah. So some some of this is just weird. Rips, yes, rips here. Um, violence will not be tolerated. So when the except, Highlander, the Highlander <laughs> jumps in, yeah, but the Highlander jumps in to save his buddy from. Um, shall we say, an unpleasant situation going on in the prison. Mm-hmm. And it's only when they start fighting that the automated surveillance system cares. So, a a rape in progress triggers nothing. But a fight? Violence will not be tolerated. 
uh, assault quit will pointing out quit pointing out the obvious flaw <laughs> well don't forget you also have a warden who's not actually really a warden yeah, the I AI does everything except the warden can kind of overrule except when he's overruled yeah, yeah when Zed bothers to tell him what's going on <laughs> yeah about this AI too wait that's impossible Madison is dead uh, yeah, you really screwed up on that one, AI. <laughs> uh, pick the intestinator. <laughs> that just... is pretty... I mean, yeah. Oh, man, I'm going a mile a minute, but rip. Uh, creative idea that the lens acts as a magnet and can lock onto the intestinator. Here's the mm -hmm. thing. It's buried in your intestine. There is no possible way that you are working that through the intestine. So when you grabbed that thing and went straight up, you ruptured everyone's intestines. Period. Well, you not, be better off. Yeah, you not be just that, but you down. also, as soon as you touched that, you probably rupturing intestines and have internal bleeding. Also, tell me again how a lens that and a has a magnet now. It's, yeah glass and just glass and now you're telling me it's magnetic glass? Oh, you see, the magnets are there to keep the microchips connected to the glass. Not to mention, there's a bunch uh, of other... That's not a strong magnet! <laughs> <laughs> there, there is um, a bunch of other organs that sit above the intestines that you're rupturing. Heart, lungs, stomach, and, and what are the odds that you're gonna, without even having any you're just magically get that into the esophagus <laughs> yeah you're gonna well, take it out of the esophagus then hopefully puke it out right. and but it had, the it other had no power to rupture the intestines and all the other organs but the esophagus stopped it well how about this obvious one you, the way you get it to its location is just by shoving it down someone's throat and then it just st sticks there in the correct spot yeah not surgically implanting and also the way you do it is by shoving it down someone's throat so they can't seems like they can't breathe for a while and then so you're probably killing a lot of your inmates on the way in by intestinizing them yeah but do you care yes that's money you're not getting it's it's uh, overcomplicated. You could have just implanted a chip real quick behind their ear that gets severe electronic electric shocks and can be exploded to blow up their head if they cross the red line. Yeah, that's easier. And also, then you could explain how you could get into the brain waves a lot easier, too. Yeah, but then you don't get a cool name like the intestinator. Well, yeah, but also that's another rip. You can read people's dreams by just scanning them. What? <laughs> yeah. That, I, that is extremely advanced tech, so much so that if you have that, uh, forget about those scans or anything at the border guards. You could just scan them with that scanning technology and read minds now because oh, oh, that's way beyond anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, Thomas, you must have forgotten. Uh, this is magic. magic. <laughs> this is a scrying device, not an actual camera. They forgot. It's just briefly mentioned in there. It's easy uh, to miss. It's easy I'm to sorry. miss. I, I forgot missed. the magic, yeah. yeah Not to mention... Forgot. Oh, go ahead. It's just that they mention it oh so um, quickly, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, you can also apparently overcome the mind wipe, because the mind wipe doesn't so much wipe your memory, but it just puts a child form of you in a deep well, 
And if your wife happens to jump into your dream, but she's monitoring your dream, but somehow it lets her jump in and manifest herself into the dream. And if she pulls you out of the well that the mind wiped through your psychological child self-image in, you get all your memories back. Well, again, you forgot that she cast a counter spell. Uh, ninth level. Ninth level counter spell. Yeah, you just you just keep forgetting about that. That's all. Yeah, again, this this film has quite a bit of contradictories and just go with it type moments. You have you a have massive to. fight on a top of the thing and instead of stopping the fight, you let it go and then you try to execute one of them but not the other. You're losing control everywhere. But oh, no, you have our control and then you randomly intestinate everyone, but that doesn't cause any problems. Sure. Again, you just go with it. Because the script says it to move the plot along. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, what kind of yeah. sadistic BS is that? Random intestination. Randomly inflict pain on people for my enjoyment. How does that actually stop a riot? Random intestination. Well, you just intestinate them all, wouldn't you? No, just some of them. <laughs> just <laughs> incapacitate some of them. That'll stop the riot. Yeah. Also, let's intestinate people when they're near the edge that has no railing. Yeah, and they fall over from pain. I'm sure no one's going to fall off from that one. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't mean to kill him, but it happened. Yeah. How? Yeah. Exactly. Did they think their plan was going to work in the first place? Like they went over the border and they got scanned and they checked in with their real names. When you got home. Uh, you're going back to America where a second child is illegal. No one's going to notice that you're pregnant. When that child you're is born and they assign a birth certificate, no one's going to know that that's your second child. Um, we just never go back to the United States. They're and leaving then, America for good. That was the good. idea, I guess. How yeah, does, I was pretty sure they were just leaving America for good. Yeah, they were going to Vancouver. Uh, how does the Highlander expect to get away? I, I, I guess, okay, so that, that now makes sense. That does my rip. I was like, how does he think she got away when they've got her name? But if they got into Mexico, then... Canada at the time. Canada, Canada at the time. Okay. Canada. If they got into Canada, then they, they Canada wouldn't have extradited them back, is, I guess, the theory. Well, yeah, that's... Again, we're going again, with... Again, going... Yeah. Magic. Just say right. so. She so yeah, they, the film did not take... Scott, the film's not taking the time to go over these, so we won't. They just need yeah. them in that prison, okay? We, we, we don't know what, apparently, the new extradition laws are, or if there's a new Cold War, or if Canada's just decided to no longer listen to America's... And if America and Canada's been at war, if there's a new Cold War, if... Yeah, there's yeah none of this on. is explained. We don't care. We don't need to know. We don't need to care. I, so. I don't disagree. I, I, you know, picks though, the pacing of the movie is excellent. It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't bog down. It's very well paced. The, the fight scenes and the action scenes for a early 90s movie are, are pretty good. It does a good job of ramping up the intensity and the fake ending and the fake safety and um, for, for, for an escape film? I mean, this isn't bad. This isn't that much different than the whole plot and concept of Escape from L.A. and Escape from New York, except it's done just not a at little all. bit better. It's not bad, no. It's, you know, one thing I like, this is a pick... Um, I really liked those riot guards, how they looked. 
and how they were well i guess the they're androids the ones that were humans turned into androids but i really the way they oh, looked yeah, the with clone. their weapons and all that yeah, yeah i liked i liked the look of that that looked pretty neat uh rip that, rip on that one unlimited ammo ah uh, thank you that was a nice note i wanted to bring up unlimited ammo uh, until he needs to shoot the truck then he runs out of ammo finally and but don't worry the flamethrower still works because it's connected to something off camera yeah they the tank is magical the magic hose is still connected to the tank back in the prison whenever you see something like that happen just remember wizard did it wizard yeah. did it uh, also, and it's also by the way it's also nice that during the escape it's nice that the guards gave them time to kill one of them yeah and not fire back you know when they were cutting the in half with a shovel and doing all that stuff it's nice that the guards hung back to let them finish first uh it kind of reminds me of the praetorian guards in um last jedi how when they were going for the attack and realized daisy really wasn't ready for them so they kind of just clumsily held off their attack like uh, uh okay she's ready now i can land the, you know it or well, in how or about- in obi-wan when the guards who were supposed to capture princess leia realized oh shoot right we run faster than a 10 year old girl uh okay instead of capturing her when we catch up to her rather easily let's just leer at her funny and let her run the other way <laughs> you that's know, the it's same like strategy that. my dog used trying to catch a squirrel he, he so forever <laughs> wanted she so forever wanted to catch a squirrel and one day i let her go to squirrel and i'm like crap this thing isn't going to get to the tree because piper piper caught up drew even with the squirrel and then kind of like touched her nose to it and then ran away and then ran back to it once it went up the tree. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, that's good. Okay, so then well, the, the guards uh, in this movie are like Piper. Check. Yeah. There's another rip. What's that? Neutron cannons. <laughs> oh, yes. That is in my list. Thank you. Go on. I'll let you okay. have that one, Thomas. Neutron cannons. Uh, okay, I guess you could make a neutron cannon. But the problem being, for one, it's basically a highly radioactive material inside of a tube that then you when you release it isn't exactly that much centralized it also wouldn't make a hole in something it would just kill someone but not make a hole because we have such things and technology as neutron bombs which just don't blow up like an atomic bomb but just basically radiates mass amounts of neutrons that kill everyone in the area not the same no and but, it doesn't make I mean, a hole and also i'm just going to say you need a massive amount of shielding for that yeah <laughs> massive amounts of shielding for a neutron cannon to constantly have ability to do that and um yeah everyone in that prison is never having kids ever again because they're radiated <laughs> but way neutron, above neutron cannon sounds super cool though that's why it's there yeah it goes makes big boom and sounds cool well it's also neutron it's atomic Ooh, scary exactly bingo uh let's see this is this is a pick because it's so cheesy it's funny 
Oh, no. You and Ah, uh, the 90s, when passwords to computers could be the company slogan. When they had to get into to Zed and the password was crime doesn't pay. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 90s, when passwords were as simple as the word pencil. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, well, again, <laughs> security, what's that? What's net security? Oh, boy. Yeah, that also brings up a good question. I wonder what the network password was then. Because if that's your administrative password to get into as a warden, I wonder what their network security was. Ooh, ooh, I I know. You have a lot of weapon systems there. Yeah. Apparently, if someone decided to wipe out that prison, they probably could just hack in pretty easy. They just administrator one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guard one, guard two. Man, this is easy. I could take control of all these things. <laughs> Zed, <laughs> which also knock, brings knock. up a huge question here. I, I guess this is a rip and a pick. The one's going into prison for bouncing a check, but also says he's he reported on this. So he's a uh-huh. reporter. Who got in already and has seen or has seen a report on this? So this is apparently a completely known thing. Which is, I guess, everybody's cool with it. Well, I mean, if you're well, a, if you're an attorney of some kind, yes, a lot of people get hopeless and don't do anything. This, I'm just saying, it's terrible planning on the. Co- you go, yes, we have a maximum security prison. You don't say anything else. Yeah, you try not to, you don't let the journalist go out and blow it away or or you, you put major you, tracking on them or so, something like that where it's like, okay, we're going to no, pardon you, you, you but... Don't know, you, you're like, you got a major prison. You don't let them know that there's 30 floors. You don't know, let them know oh, anything. Was, yeah. you, they you know their go, little corner and that's it. Yeah, you go, this... You, We have a maximum security prison that doesn't let anyone escape and we have security measures. You tell them the normal stuff. But you don't let them know anything about how many floors there are. You don't let them know that the, anything else. You don't. Yeah. Especially when you're in an authoritative you know, situation like this movie puts it out. You don't let anyone know anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys find it interesting that that dude's claustrophobia didn't kick in on the truck, but in the prison? Oh, yeah. Oh, but as soon as he was in a wide open hallway... <laughs> Yeah, after walking through being set in a uh, bus, then going through a metal cage, and then going being testinated, and then being... Yeah, none of those times any of this comes I up. Mean, I mean, the truck, he had a window. Maybe that made him feel better. I mean, he was clearly freaking out, but not as much. Not in the elevator lift ride down. And, yeah, everything else, however, just... I don't know. Maybe there's a good explanation for that. If there's a psychologist or a... Th- uh, Something like that. I have claustrophobia, but only when I'm in hallways. <laughs> well, yeah, here's a, uh, here's a rip. Maybe just go ahead and send us a message of how that could possibly work because we're not yeah. we're not getting that. The Aurora Borealis at this time of yeah. year, at yeah. this time of day, <laughs> confined entirely to your kitchen. <laughs> well, here's a question and a rip. I think. All right. Okay. For one, your truck slash bus is more of a standing room for both guards and prisoners interesting decision mm-hmm. think you might want your guards to be seat buckled or some kind of safe nope okay just 
put a mesh between them and the bad guys. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Next, why did the truck stop? It was coming in, and then it just stopped for a while. I get the idea of opening up and go, hey, there's just desert around you. Could have done that as you drove. You just stopped mm-hmm. yeah. and just sat there. I went, okay, and now go. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Here's one. Here's It's kind of two. It tracks with the pregnancy. One, this is a rip. Oh, look, she when they're trying to get the baby out of her, Oh, look, she suddenly looks pregnant. I'm getting Padme Amidala vibes from episode three here. (laughs) Flat as a board until the very end of the movie when we suddenly realize, oh, right, she's carrying twins. (laughs) Um, She needs to be pregnant looking. Yeah. And two, at the end when she's giving birth, this is my exact text I gave myself. She survives with, despite the truck in the, the hay what I mean the truck barrels through the barn she's in and you know she's going to survive but still then you see her off to the side not in the barn but off to some other shed off to the side with baby in hand yeah in a matter of like a minute like yeah not even not even that was that was some really fast final phase of labor not only that but you managed to get up and bolt from a barn that was being collapsed by a giant hulking armored semi truck i mean after self-delivering your own baby in a barn (laughs) okay and by the way i should mention it did one of the perfunctory 80s 90s explosions where when a vehicle crashes it automatically explodes because we fill it full of d engines (laughs) uh okay (laughs) yeah that's a trope that's always there so yeah that's rips 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 so any other rips or picks before we start rating this thing i'm thinking but no i i think we i don't think so gone over this one pretty well okay well then how many uh i don't know let's see how many red wardens do we want to give it all right, I'm going to shock everybody. Oh, boy. Here we go. A 10 or an 8 or something like that. This film is terrible. I mean, it really is. It's bad. It's corny. The science makes no sense. The the philosophical social commentary message is just in there as an Weak. afterthought. But it's so much like an escape from movie. It, 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 it's it's in the same vein not done as well at all uh, but there's some good solid acting by Kurtwood Smith and Jeffrey Combs and it's fun there's a lot of fast paced action and, and adventure and there's some fun moments in here um, and, and as bad as this movie is it's, it's a crap show it's bad it's a how to not make a movie it's, it's a plot that I mean, it's it, it's a very simple plot, but nothing else thrown into it makes sense, and it's all grafted on there for 
I don't know, we need them to be here or we need to say something to make it look like it's a movie where we're thinking and, and applying some effort. But in the end, it's fun. I enjoyed the movie and I'm like, you know, that wasn't bad. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Seven Red Foreman Wardens. All right. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you. I think I will give it a seven also for many of the same reasons. It's not a terrible film. There was moments where I'm like, okay, that's not bad acting. That's interesting. That's a good thought. There's something there. And it did paste well. I didn't hate it. At some moments, thank you, Mark, for picking some terrible. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't going to be the worst one we're going to have to review. Hmm. But I, I can't rate it too high. But there's something there, and it's not terrible. So I think seven. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this one a five. It's average to me. It's it's an escape film. It's got some cool '90s practical effects, and it reminds me of uh, one of those movies you'd see in a B movie theater, like Big Chuck and Little John, or whatever, or a Monster Vision, or a Billy Bob Thornton's Monster Vision. You know, any of those things where Billy Bob Thornton's like, "Yeah, Yo, you got a." Um, munchkin foo or well, what did he say he'd say like uh you got prison foo and gun foo and baby foo and you know everything like that but to that effect it just it's like i scott said the messages that it wants to give the social messages are sloppily added on because they're just not good uh they're sm smattered on to try to make the movie seem more than it is and despite some good acting by the two by Red Foreman and um, Shran. What's his name again? Jeffrey Combs? Jeffrey Combs. Uh, it's just really not that fun of a movie. It wasn't bad. I got through it. I didn't feel bored, but it's not a movie I'd really want to watch again. So five. Um, but you can still, but you know, if you want to see a movie about a sci-fi prison escape, you can't go wrong with the fortress. You won't. And you're okay with some B and cheese. Uh, you'll be okay with this one we've seen worse uh you can also but if you want to see better than that or listen to better than that you could tune into zodiac task force on our and uh you could find out about that our discord but you could tune into it on spotify you could also tune in pretty soon coming out will be the janitor which is our series about urban legends and some horror film horror stories from each state that should be coming out pretty soon within a sometime in summer and with ZTF, we've got some big news. You should look out. There will be some animated version of ZTF, the first episode. So that'll be released on YouTube, but you could check it out and stay tuned on our Discord page to learn more about that. You can also listen to old episodes of the Casatorium uh, if you're interested in crime. That's on Spotify as well. You could also check out Spotify and Stitcher for older episodes of Sci-Fi Malady. And if you really want to leave a comment, and if you're a psychologist and you want to comment on this, the claustrophobia bit, you could go to our website and leave a comment at www.invasivedreamfoot.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com. Rage Master. What's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies.
Raving Lunatic. Ha <laughs> ha